Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. It's the Omicron variant, the variant of COVID. It was detected in South Africa, and President Biden is speaking about it right now. Yes, he did refer to it as the Omicron variant, which I'm pretty sure is a transformer. But let's not that keep us from hearing what the president has to say. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. Let's take it to President Biden. And uh, believe that the vaccines will continue to provide a degree of protection against severe disease. And as additional protections, please wear your mask when you're indoors, in public settings, around other people. It protects you. It protects those around you. Third, in the event, hopefully unlikely, that updated vaccinations or boosters are needed to respond to this new variant, we will accelerate their development and deployment with every available tool. I want to reiterate... Dr. Fauci believes that the current vaccines provide at least some protection against the new variant, and the boosters strengthen that protection significantly. We do not yet believe that additional measures will be needed. But so that we are prepared, if needed, my team is already working with officials at Pfizer and Moderna and Johnson and Johnson to develop contingency plans for vaccines or boosters if needed. And I will also direct the FDA and the CDC to use the fastest process available without cutting any corners for safety to get such vaccines approved and on the market if needed. And we'll do that the same way that any modifications are needed or current treatments need to use to help those with, uh, who get ill with the COVID virus. Look, I'm, uh, I'm sparing no effort and removing all roadblocks to keep the American people safe. All of this is uh, confusing to a lot of people. But if it's confusing to you, let me close with this simple message. If you are vaccinated but still worried about the new variant, get your booster. If you aren't vaccinated, get that shot. Go get that first shot. My team at the White House will provide me with daily updates this week. On Thursday, I'll be putting forward a detailed strategy outlining how we're going to fight COVID this winter not with shutdowns or lockdowns, but with more widespread vaccinations, boosters, testing, and more. I promised every American that there will be always be the latest vaccines available and the booster shots available to them and for free and everywhere available. Every single American, free of charge, and I will keep that commitment. But we need to do more than vaccinate Americans. To beat the pandemic, we have to vaccinate the world as well. And America is leading that effort. We've shipped for free more vaccines to other countries than all other countries in the world combined. Over 275 million vaccines to 110 countries. Now we need the rest of the world to step up as well. Let me be clear. Not a single vaccine shot Americans ever send to the rest of the world will ever come at the expense of any American. I will always make sure that our people are protected first. But vaccinating the world is just one more tool in how we need to meet our moral obligation as Americans and how to best protect Americans as well. The Delta variants and now the Omicron variant all emerged elsewhere in the world. So we can't let up until the world is vaccinated. We're protecting Americans by doing that. 
as well. As we continue this effort, let's remember where we stand. We're in a very different place as we enter the month of December this month compared to where we were last, uh, last September, last Christmas. Last Christmas, fewer than 1% of American adults were vaccinated. This Christmas, the number will be over 71%, including more than 86% of seniors. Last Christmas, our children were at risk without a vaccine. This Christmas, we have safe and effective vaccines for children ages 5 and older, with more than 19 million children and counting now vaccinated. Last year, a majority of schools were closed. This year, 99% of our schools are open. Let me reiterate once more. We also now have booster shots that provide extra protection. They're free and convenient. There is still time to get your first two shots or your booster shot or get your children vaccinated before Christmas. All three are available and can be done before Christmas. If you and your family are fully vaccinated, you can celebrate the holidays much more safely. And given where we were last year, that's a blessing that none of us should take for granted. We're throwing everything we can at this virus, tracking it from every angle. And that's what we have to keep doing. That's how we reopen our country. That's how we reopen our businesses. That's how we reopen our schools. That's how, even with the pandemic, we've generated a record job creation, a record economic growth in this country. We've moved forward in the face of COVID-19. We have moved forward in the face of the Delta variant. And we move forward now in the face of the Omicron variant as well. So thank you. May God bless our troops. And I hope you all have, I'll be speaking before them, but a Merry Christmas as we approach it. Uh, questions? Should Americans be worried, sir? Let me call on Nancy Bloomberg. Thank you so much, President Biden. Um, do you think that uh, other countries will be reluctant to um, report variants or other strains given the travel ban that you put so quickly on South Africa? No, I, 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 I don't think so. I don't think that's what's going to happen. And uh, I want to, again, the reason for the immediate travel ban is there were a significant number of cases, unlike any other country, well, the few around South Africa in the world. We needed time to give people an opportunity to say, get that vaccination now before it heads. It's going to move around the world. I think it's almost inevitable there will be at some point that uh, that strain here in the United States. Um, but I don't uh, I don't think anyone's going to be reluctant to report. We have also moved to uh, do more. For, for example, we've provided more vaccines, as I said, than all other countries in the world combined. And we've provided significant vaccines as well to South Africa in that region. Matter of fact, South Africa doesn't need any more vaccine. They're having trouble getting it out into people's arms, and the reluctance is there. But no, I don't think it's going to have that effect. Let me call on Alexis. Alexis. Alex or Reuters? Yes, thank you so much, Mr. President. I wanted to ask if the U.S. is doing anything to screen international travels for this variant and what is being done, if anything, internally to see if the virus, this variant, has already arrived. 
Well, there's a lot being done. Uh, I'm going to turn to Dr. Fauci to uh, answer the last question about what's being done. So Dr. Fauci and uh, Vice President Harris are in the room. Fauci's going to take uh, the podium here and answer the questions. I, I can't even believe that Joe Biden is answering questions, but he is. And so I want to hear it. And then we're going to break down what's going on with Omicron, not Omicron, Omicron, and how much panic there has been out there and how little of it is actually necessary. Let's take it to Dr. Fauci. For us. The PCRs that we mostly use would pick up this very unusual variant that has a real large constellation of mutations. Fortunately for us, that the PCRs that we do do pick it up. And uh, we're following extremely closely the medical community, the COVID team. Uh, any developments as it relates to how severe it is, how quickly it mute, how quickly it spreads, how dangerous it is, et cetera. We have more work to do in that area. And uh, Wall Street Journal, Sabrina. Thank, thank you, Mr. President. Uh, the UK, Europe, and a growing number of countries have confirmed cases of Omicron. Are you considering additional travel restrictions on countries where the variant has been detected? And just separately, you urged Americans to wear masks in indoor public spaces, but many states and cities, including Washington, D.C., have lifted mask mandates. So are you calling on state and local officials to reinstate mask mandates? Uh, with regard to the last question, the answer is uh, I, uh, I encourage everyone to uh, wear a mask when they're indoors in a crowded circumstance like we are right now, um, and unless you're eating or speaking at a microphone. Um, and uh, secondly, um, uh, the degree of the spread impacts on whether or not there's a need for any travel restriction, but that's not, I don't anticipate that at this point, and we'll see. We'll see where that works. And so the other Alex doesn't have a heart attack. I want to call on him. Uh, is it, is it yes. Mr. President, <laughs> other Alex's Two females. Two yeah, no, I, I'm not an Alex, but I'd love to ask one question and then the other what Alex. Okay, yeah. let me ask the other Alex and then you. Sure. Um, Mr. President, uh, is this the new normal that Americans should expect anticipating future uh, potential variants? Should we expect intermittent travel restrictions and potential drops in the stock market going forward? Do you have any words of reassurance that this won't become the new normal? And then for both you and Dr. Fauci, Dr. Fauci said earlier on CBS that uh, lockdowns, shutdowns are off off the table for uh, restraining COVID going forward. You said that won't be part of your plan on Thursday. But why is that? Why are you taking that off the table? Well, to answer your first question first, uh, the answer is I expect this not to be the new normal. I expect the new normal to be everyone ends up getting vaccinated with a booster shot. So we reduce the number of people who aren't protected to such a low degree that we're not seeing the spread of these viruses. Now, we remain to be seeing exactly what the elements of this particular strain are. But if they're as I hope, then it's not going to be fundamentally different than in the past. Um, and. Uh, in terms of uh, what was the second part of the question? Are lockdowns off the table? In yes, for now. Doctor, yes. Doctor, why, why is that? Well, because we're able to, if people are vaccinated and wear their mask, there's no need for the lockdown. So, um, My last question. Yes, going on from, from that question, uh, we've got the Christmas period coming up, huge amount of travel. Um, would you give any thought to domestic flights requiring tests or vaccine before people get on planes the same way as they do for international flights? 
Well, at this point, that's not been recommended. I would beg for my uh, the scientific community to give, give me a recommendation on that. Are travel restrictions too late to be effective, sir, given that Dr. Fauci says this new variant could already be here? You understand the point of the, of the travel of the restriction to give us time to get people to get protection, to be vaccinated and get the booster. That's the reason for it. Thank you all so very, very much. I appreciate it. So that's Thank Joe you. Biden. And I'm sure President I'll see of the United States Christmas. talking about Omicron. Not Omicron. Omicron. The fact that he answered questions, you'll notice he's leaving the room right now and no one's screaming questions at him. Because he actually took some questions. He didn't recognize that there were two Alexes. He didn't recognize that they were women and not men. And then he took somebody else's question. I think that was the press corps saying, you know what? We'll, we'll, we'll give this one to you. But what is it that he said and does it provide any value? Did he explain what Omicron is? I'm going to share with you what happened over the weekend. The story of what took place coming out of South Africa. Why it matters. What it did to the markets. The massive drop it took. And now some of the rebound that's going on. That's all coming up. Keep it right here. I'm Tony Katz. So let's break this down. Came out of South Africa. Doctors noticed that cases of COVID were picking up, or at least hospitalizations, what they called COVID, where they were having 200 cases a day. You were now at 2,500 cases a day, and they said, okay, what's happening here? And they took a look at something in a microscope, and they said, hey, that's a variant. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, it's good to be with you. That's what happened. This variant is being referred to as Omicron because we can't call it uh, the South African variant because it would be the second South African variant. And then, of course, that would be racist or something. And then we couldn't follow the um, couldn't follow the Greek alphabet after new. Right, because that would bring us to uh, well, I, I, as not I would call it Zai, but it's. XI, and that would be like President Xi, like Xi Jinping. And of course, that wouldn't be acceptable. So they didn't follow science, and they skipped right over to Omicron. Or I should say Omicron, not Omicron, like President Biden said. What's interesting about this variant is that it has a, a different, it, it shows a lot of different markers. 30 different markers at last check but understand this is days in the doing not weeks not months days in the doing they have a lot of research to do but what they noticed is that the people showing up the people who had uh, COVID they, they weren't dying the symptoms were mild very mild extremely mild they weren't even losing taste they weren't losing smell None of that was happening. So what was with all the panic? I mean, the panic immediately went to you had to have travel bans and people are like, oh, we shouldn't be having travel bans. Of course, African nations are infuriated because eight African nations now have these travel bans and that's wrong and that's racist and that's terrible. Stop. It was okay When Trump did it, it's not okay now. I'm not buying into any of it. I have no problem with, all right, let's see what we're looking at and then figure it out. I have zero problem with that. 
you have a nation where this is happening, and a series of nations where this is happening in, in great measure. You, you learned about it. You're like, okay, let's take two days. Why would I have a problem with such a thing? My issue is not what we do to other nations. My issue is what we do to our own people. Because when we limit our own people, we have a problem. When we don't allow somebody into the country, I don't think there's anything wrong with that at all and in any way. And I don't think it's going to last that long. But we now know that Omicron is everywhere because these things get everywhere. There are cases in Canada, cases in Australia, cases throughout Europe. Of course, there'll be cases in the United States. New York already went to immediate uh, uh, you know, emergency kind of status. So they could prepare hospitals, they, they make the claim. I, 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 think it's, um, I think it's very much a conversation of, of what it allows them to do otherwise. You're going to tell me that they're, that they're worried in New York that they won't be able to service the people? I, I don't know if I believe such a thing. I really and truly don't. So this virus, this um, variant exists it's there we know that it's there and we know that it isn't more deadly contagious is meaningless when this first came out you know what they told us oh it affected young people I mean, they went right for the fear factor. They didn't know a good holy thing. This is days in the doing. They knew nothing. All they wanted to do was scream about how you should be afraid. Everything about how you should be in fear. I'm telling you, I don't know what I'm supposed to be in fear of. And I don't know what you should be in fear of. What we know of this variant is that it's different in terms of the mutations. It does not seem to show anything that is deadly in any way, shape, or form. It just seems to exist. Now, I know that when it comes to the travel ban, here I am defending Biden doing it, and other people are going to say, oh, sure, he's banning travel from African nations. We have to stop this xenophobia. We have to stop this bigotry. It's, it's funny. You know, Trump stopped uh, travel from certain nations. Oh, it was a Muslim ban. Good Lord. They're going to do what they do. I think we should be the rational people. So then Biden goes about having uh, the, 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 this presser, and he wants you to know that lockdowns for now are off the table. Lockdowns off the table. Yes, for now. Yes. Why, why is that? Well, because we're able to, if people are vaccinated and wear their mask, there's no need for lockdown. If you're vaccinated, if you wear your mask. So everything's an excuse to do the other things through force. See, they could still use Omicron. To their benefit. Keep it right here. This is Tony Katz today. Guilty on all charges. I haven't spoken to you guys since the Ahmed Aubrey case. Went to the jury. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. It's so good to be with you. I figured they would be found guilty of the false imprisonment. I figured they'd be found guilty of the uh, aggravated assault. 
these three men in the murder of Ahmed Arbery. That's the case that took place in Georgia. And this guy was jogging in the neighborhood. He had been there before. Maybe he was looking around some construction sites, claims that he stole. So these three guys decided they were going to perform a citizen's arrest and they were going to hold him there while police showed up. But they, I mean, they, they followed him with their car. They had guns drawn on him. They were trying to keep him in one spot. He was trying to leave. They wouldn't let him leave. He then makes a dash for one of them with a gun. He's shot twice by two different people, uh, the father and son, uh, who both had shotguns. Uh, they kill him. The third guy, a neighbor, was the one driving uh, the truck, I believe. So I said the false imprisonment, all right. You, you, I, I get that. And, and the aggravated assault, yes, because I couldn't figure out how they were going to decide and what, and I certainly didn't know enough about Georgia law, there's felony murder and there's malice murder, which we would, I guess, looking at it now, we would decide as second degree and first degree murder, respectively. So malice murder would have been the first degree and felony murder would have been the second degree. You know, one was premeditated. You went out there because you were going to kill him. And the other one was uh, a fight ensues and you kill someone. That would be the felony murder for them. I didn't know how that was going to get looked at. It would not have surprised me, but I just... I said, at the very least, it's going to be the other two. Nope. Found guilty on all of the charges. All of the charges they were found guilty of. And um, right. What's so interesting about this case is that this case has really done a number on the 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 thesis of the political left that America is a bigoted, terrible, awful, horrible place where a person who is black cannot get justice. I want to share with you, this was uh, Ahmed Aubrey's father. He's uh, speaking... At, at, was it after the? It was, it was after the trial, clearly. But I don't know if it was right after. Or there was an event later, and who's he surrounded by? He's surrounded by Al Sharpton and Ben Crump. Ben Crump uh, was the lawyer uh, for George Floyd's family and civil rights attorney. He represented Arbery's father, and his point was that the verdict has delivered the Arbery family quote. Some justice. So you know, uh, it, it, it's it's very very clear that this isn't what he wanted. What he wanted was the racial strife that they were trying to create. This was Ackman Arbery's father. For real, all life matters. All life. Yes. Not just black children. We don't want to see nobody go through this. No. I don't want to see no daddy watch their kid get left and shot down like that. That's right, Ma. So it's all our problem. It's all our problem. So, hey, let's keep fighting. Let's keep doing it and making this place a better place for all human beings. Amen. All human beings. Amen. Everybody. I'm talking about. Love everybody. Love everybody. All human beings need to be treated equally. Now, you and I hear that and go, oh my gosh, all lives do matter. Let's treat people equally. Let's make it a better place. 
You and I hear that. And by the way, you'll notice it's radio. I don't know who you are. I don't know if you're black or white or Asian or Hispanic or anything else. I don't know if you're gay or straight or or bi. I don't know if you're Jewish or Christian or Muslim. I don't know if you're a Republican or a Democrat. I don't know. But I got to assume if we're all engaged in this conversation together, we listen to that. We're like, yeah, yes, that's awesome. You know who was upset by it? Al Sharpton and Ben Crump. It was very obvious when you watch the video. Oh, they don't like this. They were going to get him off the microphone. It seemed very obvious that they were upset that somebody wasn't pushing the racial strife that pays them so. The racial division that makes their lives work. They don't want it to be better. They want to be in the news. The strife. You know, we, we talk about the racial divide. How do, you, how do you heal the racial divide when the wound is so profitable? That's my line. No one's got an answer for me yet, by the way. These people aren't interested in it. Ahmed Arbery's father seems to be interested in it. And uh, how, how do you not wish that man anything but but peace, anything but uh, uh, a, a, a comforted life for, for, for the rest of his days. It's all, it's all you could wish him. It's all you could want for him. Now, the news came out today that Jack Dorsey is leaving Twitter. Uh, Dorsey... He runs Twitter, and Dorsey also runs Square. Dorsey makes some money. Drives me crazy. Drives me nuts. But he did it, so good on him. And as you know, uh, Twitter is very, very good at, uh, well, stopping people from speaking out. We talk about the New York Post. It was Twitter that, you know, it was Twitter that said, nope, you can't share that story about Hunter Biden and his laptop. The Hunter Biden laptop story is gigantic. The reporting that the New York Post has been doing, how Joe Biden was involved in a deal that Hunter Biden was putting together with the Chinese. It's a book Miranda Devine is writing called Laptop from Hell. This is the laptop that was left at a uh, computer repair shop in Delaware. And it is Biden. I mean, it is Hunter Biden's. And here was the New York Post having the story. They had it cold, man. They had it. And here's Twitter saying, no, we won't let you share that story here. They put their fingers on the scale of an election. The Bidens are corrupt and Joe Biden is as well. And I believe, based on the excerpts and the readings that I've done from this, that's what this book is about to show you. I don't, you know, when these books come out, I don't buy these books. I may buy this one. Somebody who actually went through it, understands it, breaks down what it is. 
how they of the Biden family was working, and we're talking about Hunter and his uncle, Joe Biden's brother, Jim Biden, entering a deal with the conglomerate CFEC, which is a massive energy concern out of China, and how that's the, how they got connected with Tony Bobolinsky. And then it all connects to Joe Biden. This story is out. And this is a story that Twitter and Jack Dorsey moved to strike. Jack Dorsey doesn't deserve any of your respect whatsoever. Jack Dorsey is a bad guy. We should be clear about this. He's a bad dude. But the fact that that he is is out at uh, at Twitter doesn't change Twitter. So I I had noted and I shared a tweet uh, that is from who the guy who's now the, the the CEO of Twitter, Parag Agrawal, and it's a tweet. From 2010. And the tweet reads, if if they are not going to make a distinction between Muslims and extremists, then why should I distinguish between white people and racists? Now, this tweet is 12 years old. And this tweet is in quotes. It's actually 11 years old. I said 12, my mistake. Uh, and it's in quotes. So I don't know if he said it or if he's quoting somebody else. So people are like, why are you sharing this? It has quotes in it. It's 22 years ago. No, 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 no. I'd normally agree with you, but the rules of wokeness are clear. Old tweets can be used against you and will. And he's the new CEO of Twitter. A tweet like that today from the wrong person will get them banned or suspended. I can't say things like that. I would get banned or suspended. Yet here's the guy who's now taking over of Twitter, and this is history. This is his history. So why should... Why should we not notice... Why should we not notice? It seems to me that if they have rules, if they have rules, why can't we? Why can't we use them? That's the question. The the people on Twitter want to tell me it was a rhetorical question. He's not saying all white people are racist, but the fact remains that some are. Still, that's not his point. Get over yourself. White people sun up a 12-year-old tweet, and this is what they grab. Okay. I, look, I, I don't know what to tell you. There are rules. Don't get angry with me. Get angry at yourself. Get angry at Twitter. Get angry at the world that Jack Dorsey created on social media. Don't get angry with me. I would rather everybody was just normal. But they're not normal. So now you're angry with me for pointing it out? 
and a guy tweets something I retweeted. I just felt like retweeting it. I was bored. Does it matter? Was I making a statement? You decided I was making a statement. I didn't decide I was making a statement. But then you asked me about it, and I said the, 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 the CEO should answer for this. And I even put out as the argument that the new CEO of Twitter is just quoting this. If they are not going to make a distinction between Muslims and extremists, then why should I distinguish between white people and racists? I don't know if he believes that or he's quoting somebody else. I don't know what the reason for that tweet is. If quoted, who's he quoting it from and why? He should answer the questions. Why not? What's so wrong with saying that? He doesn't have to. I'm saying he should. Look how mad people get on social media for bringing it up. And then, of course, the answer is it's because somehow you're a racist for bringing it up. It's just so boring. These people who scream racism all day, every day, blah, 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 blah. The 1619 Project is alive. You call me a racist for saying so. I'm going to laugh in your face and I'm going to laugh in your mom's face. Because the 1619 Project is a lie because Nicole Hannah-Jones said so. And the New York Times pushes lies because narrative is more important than news to them. You want to tell me that anti-racism is actually an opposition to racism? It's a lie. Anti-racism is bigotry. Pure, raw, unadulterated bigotry. It teaches people to hate. It divides people. It ruins societies. And has no place in schools. And the people who support that stuff should be thrown out of positions of leadership, thrown out of schools, thrown out of organizations. If you support those who support the 1619 Project, I don't support your organization. And this is going to become a big conversation in America. People have got to be able to say, here's what I do and here's what I don't do and here's why and that's that. And you just got to accept that, that there might be some things that come with that. This is a story I'm going to get to later in the week. Just wait for it. Don't ask. I noticed something, and you tell me because I noticed that's the bigotry. That's that's what's being said here. They're angry that you notice. Well, don't be angry. You set the rules. You set the rules that said I could go back 12 years or as far as, uh, as Twitter will go back. So, you know, that's... That's that's the way it is. That's the way it is. But the real story behind Jack Dorsey leaving is that doesn't do anything different for us. We still have people who are going to silence others, scream racism, all of this. So the political right should not be somehow thrilled that Jack Dorsey is stepping down. They should be creating more platforms and more content. And I don't want to see any more well-to-do people thinking that they got to make some snarky commentary on Twitter or somewhere else, and that's what's important. I've said this about Donald Trump Jr. before, and I really have nothing against the dude. I've never met him. What have you? I don't want to hear about his books, and I don't want to hear about how he's got got some snarky comments. I don't care about what he says on Fox News. You have friends who are wealthy, collect a billion dollars, build a platform. That's your job, man. I don't want to hear from you. We got people who talk in this here movement. We got a lot of people who do a lot of chitter-chatter and jibber-jabber. Your job is to put together a platform, raise the billion dollars and make it happen. What makes you think you have another purpose? You don't. I'm not saying you're a bad dude. 
I'm saying you don't have another purpose. Mike Lindell, he's crazy, he's nuts, he's ridiculous. He's doing the things. He's also making excellent pillows. You can use promo code Tony at MyPillow.com and get yourself a sweet deal. That's right. I just threw it in there. I ain't even shy. Promo code Tony at MyPillow.com. But you can say anything you want about Lindell. He's doing it. There's the difference. More to get to. I'm Tony Katz. So we've got Jen Psaki, White House Press Secretary. There's supposed to be a press briefing. I want to catch some of that, especially how uh, they, uh, they're they going to continue to try this fear factor on Omicron, which is this variant of COVID, not Omicron. Then there's Dr. Fauci himself. If you haven't heard his commentary, holy crap, he is science, don't you know? He actually said the words. And Ilhan Omar, Lauren Boebert, Marjorie Taylor Greene, if I was the comms director for Congress, I could solve all problems in an hour. Keep it here. I'm Tony Katz.